It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Um, but let's get to the one thing about that popped up. Obviously, Pete Alonso has been still crusher bombs. Not saying that there's a reason why they're winning games, but whatever. It's a factor. But it is a factor. But. Can you defend now? The, I don't remember the kid that, that hit his first major league hit oh, uh, the other it day. Mason Wynn. Can right? Can we defend Pete Alonso anymore? Like, listen, I've defended Pete Alonso for so many different moments. I'm a hundred percent got his back. I think he's a legitimate player. I think he's a great first baseman who's been elevating his defense um, defensive game. His bat no good contend with as far as power wise slugging wise i understand his average is lower this year but there's a lot to his game and i know it comes with a little he's a little goofy he's a little whatever he's a bit throwing he is but can you defend him throwing the baseball into the crowd no no there is no defense for that i don't know if he did it on purpose i don't know if it was a brain fart i don't know what happened there but and maybe he doesn't know it's a kid's first hit but why are you throwing a ball into the crowd? That's my thing. Like, why are you just tossing it 40 rows back? Like, what's the reason behind that? That's the confusing well, but, but they But they always do that, Paul. Well, I mean, listen, it, it, it basically is there a like, infield hit. They toss the ball into the stands. No, they don't. Yes, because it got chalked up. It went, went on the I don't know if it went on the line, but it, I know it, it no, was. No, like throw to the ball. No, listen. It's weird. I had this conversation with somebody not too long ago. Uh, we had really good seats, and they said that a team brings with them – I forgot how many balls. I think it's 16 dozen or 60 dozen or whatever it is. It's some crazy amount of baseballs that a team brings mm-hmm. with them from both sides. They both have to supply baseballs, and they can give away X amount. And I don't know how they pick and choose when they throw them to the crowd. But on a play like that where you think that they're going to – Get scuffed the ball anyway. It, the ball scuffed and it went down the line. Got a little dirty. Throw it to the stands. I understand that. I, 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 these guys do this stuff all the time. They throw balls in the stands all the time. And I know he got killed from it from from the Cardinals players too. Of course he shouldn't get killed. He sent the guy. I don't even know if he's of age to drink. He sent him a bottle of Don Julio. I like he like I just don't. And this is when it gets to Pete Alonso. And again, we can talk about how they're seven games back and all these things. The more interesting conversation for me is what they're doing in the future, what they're doing with Pete Alonso. Because Pete Alonso is a guy that you're going to have to pay 30 to $35 million to a year for like seven to 10 years. So he's going to want more than Matt Olson. Like that's just, the, he's going to want that. And for me, the interesting thing for the Mets is are they willing to do that for this guy? 
for this guy who is a little bit of banana, I don't, he's not injury prone, but clearly he came back way too early this season. I hope that's the only reason why he was the worst hitter in baseball for an eight-week stretch. He was the worst hitter in baseball. He was an automatic out. He should have been benched. And he was awful for that stretch. And now maybe he's fully healthy and he's doing better. But the Mets have to make a decision if they're willing to, you know, risk $300 million for 10, for 10 years for this guy who is hitting, you know, 230-ish, 240-ish, who's going to hit a ton of home runs, a ton of RBIs. He's a mainstay in the middle of the lineup. But are you willing to pay that guy that much money? And I think that's a really interesting question for me. Well, well, I'm not, I'm not trying to get into money just now and stuff like that. And I never want to begrudge people. If that's what he wants, that's what he wants. I don't think he'll get that. But, I mean, if, if you're going to tell me that he's going to ask for $300 million, it's a little different than Aaron Judge asking for $300 million. Of course. And Aaron Judge deserved it. He was a star. He's a star player. He just broke the home run record from the American League. He, you know, plays a position that's different. He played center field. He played all these outfield positions. You know, the first base position. You look at Matt Olson. Yeah, you have to. You have to be able to be. You have to look at that as the um, the comparison to what Alonzo's going to get. Is is Matt Olson and Pete Alonzo different as star star power? I think Pete Alonzo's got a little bit more star power than Matt Olson does. That's sure. for sure. I, I mean, think that, but who's the better player? It's Matt Olson. Who's a better player? Uh, yeah, right now, Matt, 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 Matt Olson, sure. But, just, but Alonso, and I get, he's hitting 224, 39 home runs, 94 RBIs. The power and the runs bad in it will be there. But it's oh, it's getting to the point of he's a home runner and out. That, that, that's well, that what, was that, but, but that was this year. And you look at, listen, and we've had this fight before too. You yeah. don't talk about his batting average or his OPS or whatever it is. If you look at his, his batting not, average. What is? What's not important? Maybe, maybe, bat, maybe that's not important to major league teams. Uh, batting average, and OPS, you know what? Not for the, but it, 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 it is. It, it is. And I'm sorry if you can't make contact and you can't get on base with by getting a hit. It's not productive. Like, listen, walk is as good as a hit. But if you walk and you can't get dry people in, then that's not helpful. And that's to me, scoring runs is is the mo of the game. And okay. what Pete Alonso does is he scores runs, and so does Francisco Lindor. They, they drive in runs, and that's that's part of the game. Now Alonso, if his career, he's about two fifty two sixty. I understand that this year's been terrible as far as batting average goes. He's batting two twenty, two twenty five, whatever. But besides this year and the and the uh, sixty game pandemic season. He's usually around 260, 270. So I, giving him that off year, the fact that he had that eight-week stretch that he was basically came back too early, but he wanted to come back, I put that a emphasis on that. He was struggling before he got hurt too. So that's part of it. But but Pete Alonso is, I will say this is an off-season for him. And if an off-season means that he's still getting over 40-plus home runs and over 100-plus RBIs, might hit 50. God bless. Right, no, he might have fifty home runs, and this is, and again, this is nothing against Pete, against Pete Alonso, the player. Right, I'm just trying to look at it from the Mets' perspective and from Steve Cohen's perspective, and maybe he's like, you know what, it's either Alonso or like Otani, or Alonso and X or Yamamoto, because Steve Cohen has mentioned how he can't, he's not going to keep just chucking money into the Mets, right? And that's yeah. a factor when you have that big of a player that's going to be a free agent. Which is why, if you listen to Billy Epler's comments at the trade deadline, clearly Pete Alonso's name was in trade conversations with teams. That's a clear, like, that's clear 
he was, I don't know how close he was to getting moved, but his name was brought up. You can, you, you just know. Yeah. But, but isn't that business though? And like, I, I don't mean to be a dick, like it's part of business. Like Pete Alonso is my, my favorite player right now on the team. I think mm-hmm. the guy is a stud. I think I, I, I love watching him play baseball. My kid loves Nimmo, but he loves Alonzo. Like those are two guys that he loves watching on the Mets. And he's a Yankee fan, but he knows Pete Alonzo. He loves watching Pete Alonzo. He's a Yankee fan, that, but he loves Pete Alonzo? He does. He, he, he legitimately does. He's got his he, Pete Alonzo jersey when we this. go to Mets. Kids Listen, uh, I'm also I'm also trying to get into the dark side, my friend. That that being said, though, a lifetime of disappointment. That's what you want to have about, uh, I mean, uh, that's where Steve Gowen steps in. It's <laughs> supposed to change all this stuff. But you're but but here's the thing, though. You're sitting there saying like Pete Alonso, or or you know the the Mets, the direction they want to take, and um, you're talking about how Epler was specific that. He can't really go big on everybody next year. Here's the thing is, if you listen to the comments that Steve Cohen said, he what no one denied that to, he told everybody from Scherzer to Verlander to Lindor to whomever that this team is going to try to be opportunistic if there's something rises. But right now, it doesn't seem like the plan. It's going to happen. There's not going to be these opportunities. Well, as soon as Verlander and Scherzer left, those opportunities opened up. And Otani, even though I hate to say it because I want him to be so incognito with this, you know Steve Cohen's gonna be on in on him. Of course. And it didn't take Ken it didn't take Ken Rosenthal to, to open no, that up. It's it's but, Steve Cohen, it's Billy Epler, it's Kodai Senga, it's Yamamoto. It's almost like you're creating but, a super- But not just that. Yeah, but it's not just that though. But the the point is is if you hear in and I always say this, if you listen to or go back to every time a big splash happened by the Mets in Steve Cohen's tenure. We didn't know about it until it happened. When Francisco Lindor got traded to the Mets, it just happened. When Max Scherzer signed to the to the Mets, we heard the rumor that it was going to happen, and then within 24 hours, it happened. Like it doesn't just like oh well, Steve Cohen's going to be on on Show with Donnie. You know, shit. Everyone's going to be on in on Show with Donnie. It's gonna. It, he doesn't want anything to be be leaked out. But that also being said, okay. Picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That doesn't say that Pete Alonso is not part of their plan. Pete Alonso might have always been part of their plan. Is it opportunistic to go and sign with Verlander and Scherzer here to go sign a bunch of other offensive players or a bunch of other pitchers? No, it doesn't make sense. But Pete Alonso's here. I think he's part of the plan, and he better be because, again, as far as record-wise, history-wise, and this is the one thing that I really do believe. And, Paul, I know that you maybe you skewed differently on this. Pete Alonso will go down as the best Mets hitter of all time if they keep him around. And maybe that's not saying a lot because the records are so crappy. Right, and it, it, we don't have a low tenured guy, but it's smarter to to me to keep Pete Alonso around for a lot of different reasons. It's it's better for the organization, 
It'd be a smarter move if they lost Pete Alonso. It'd be, it'd be stupid. And you can't just replace 40 and 100 plus. Right. The, RBIs the only way you can, you can't. Right. The only way you can replace that is with, you know, Tani, right? And that's, and that's, would be the only way that Mets fans probably would be okay with getting, with moving Alonzo is if you guarantee them Otani. Obviously, most Mets fans, if you're going to put Otani or Alonzo, they're going to, if you have a brain, you're going to say Otani, right? So I think that's what, how Mets fans would kind of like frame it if it was going that way. And again, this is, it kind of is a slight against Alonzo about how much he like struggled this season. And again, everyone's allowed to have a bad season. And that's okay, because a ton of Mets had bad seasons, whether it's Starling Marte, whether it's Jeff McNeil, whether it's even, you know, now Lindor is getting into this, like, Beltran level of, like, disrespect. Who's he? That's my comp, is that, like, he's, like, this generation's Carlos Beltran. Like, he's really, really a good player. And he just, like, doesn't get the credit, because I think he, people think he should be, like, hitting, like, 300 because he's making that much money. And it, it it just doesn't like go that way sometimes, um, but I think that's what it like comes down to is that like how are they gonna like frame it if they either move him if they keep Pete Alonso or what else are they gonna do to kind of like alter the team because they can't just like run like this this past season they ran back the same team minus Carlos Correa when that happened and obviously they made the smart move in not signing him I think most people would understand that and agree with that. They ran back the same team. They ran back the same exact team for the for the most part, and something happened that made a hundred and one win team. And by the way, that season meant nothing. But a hundred and one wins went to went to this went to like you know eight games below five hundred, whatever they are, and like seven games back of a wild card spot. This is a prohibitive World Series favorite. Like something happened to this effing team. And I, I'm not saying people are toxic and this, that. I'm not going there, right? But, like, something happened. What the, what the hell happened? I don't want to be talking. Did you think, did you have any clue that you would be talking about this on the Rico Brody in August? Talking about next year and the future? No. No, we did not. Awful. And, again, like it, it, the fundamentals are really the key. I mean, you go up and down, the, the first half of the season was just all fundamental-based. Like, like, players were just not up to with what they were supposed to be doing. Like, mm-hmm. Fielding's been atrocious, and that's another reason why I'm sitting there going, like, we talk about Angels making call-ups, the Reds making more call-ups. Like, everyone's making call-ups, and the Mets are kind of just, like, pussyfooting their way through Rafael Ortega, Dan- Danny Mendick, and all these other dudes that really have no space on this team whatsoever. And you and, and, and are they trying to... I gotta be honest. Like, are they really just trying to, like, win games in this fashion and try to be competitive and try to leg out as long as possible to see how long they can be in a playoff race? Or are they trying to test people out? I don't know. Like bullpen wise, obviously you see names coming up and down. Those right. guys are being tested. You know, starting pitching when Lucchese gets a call, he's being tested. And Lucchese is uh, solid anytime he starts, right? I think Joe Lucchese right. is a solid arm. I know we well, were talking about he, it before we recorded about why they, what are the reasons you send him down and like bring him back up. And I'm sure it's just options and all these, like all this minutia that like, I don't know anything about. And maybe you don't know anything about, but all this like front office minutia when it comes to baseball, about options and this, that, the other thing. But Lucchese has been like a solid, like starter for this. Anytime he gets the ball. Yeah, right. And, and the, the, the issue is though, is that we sit here with Carrasco, right? Who had 
an okay game, I guess. I think what four innings he gave up three runs. I mean, that's terrible. I mean, he his, he's winded down. I know everyone really wanted. Everyone was hoping he they he, they could trade something for him, but nobody's going to trade a goddamn thing for him because he just is not good. He right. just he's lost it. Whether it's the pitch clock, whatever it is, is Carlos Carrasco is just not good anymore. But to not be able to like, just, just to cut ties and they they DFA everybody else they DFA Darren Ruff they were able to find ways to cut ties with the guys I know Carrasco is a good player a good guy so you don't want you to feel bad not getting rid of him right and it's tough to but find starting pitcher but yeah but at this point in time if you got Joey Lucchese who's available to play you play him and don't option him anymore just go along with it and that's the confusing thing is again what is the what where like you said what is the plan. What, what are we doing? You ask what went wrong? I can tell you what, what, what went wrong. Like, again, injuries and just people having bad seasons. Yet, what what are we trying to do to be better? And I don't – I'm not sure the exact direction, but I better trust in this org- this uh, management than I do with pre- previous managements. But, again, until Stearns comes in or somebody else comes in, I still don't fully trust Billy Epler. Right. Well, I mean, well, and that's another thing, real quick. Is Epler's not going anywhere next season? Like Epler's not going to even if Stearns is brought in. Like Stearns is going to be president of baseball operations. Epler's going to be the GM. Epler's not going anywhere. Specifically because Epler and apparently Otani have this like previous relationship. This, that, the other. They're going to use that to their advantage. And again, everyone can say he's not leaving the West Coast. This, that, the other thing. The Mets are going to do whatever the hell it takes to try to get Otani to, to sign. That's clear. Frankly. Every single team in baseball should get do whatever it takes to sign Shohei Otani. But the Mets have a few, like, they do have some, you know, some one-ups on other teams. They have Epler. They have Kodai Senga. They have the, maybe if you sign Yamamoto. You have all the all these, like, things that they can really provide Shohei Otani. And on top of that, it's not like he's coming, like, Flushing is, and if you've been around Main Street and been around the City Field area, it's a massive Asian population. Like these are all things that could play a factor in getting Shohei Otani to fly, to to the Mets, and I'm not saying it's going to happen because it's going to be a ton of money if it does. And Steve Cohen, I don't think would care if he gives Shohei Otani five hundred million dollars or whatever the number would be. But I think that's what we're talking about here. So I have confidence in like this front office. Epler's not going anywhere though, specifically because of the relationship that he and Otani previously had. Well, I mean, listen, let's be serious. We we heard. Steve Cohen talk, and Cohen himself is not going to be firing anybody. Like that, that's a that's a given. But that doesn't mean that Stearns doesn't come in and say uh, Epler's not doing a good enough job. And if Stearns finds somebody else that he wants to bring in, that's what he's going to do. Like I mean, you could sit there and say that Epler's going to be the guy. I can tell you why he's not the guy. And I think most people believe that Epler is not the guy. Yeah, he was able to make some trades, but again, we have no idea what those prospects are going to be. No, we just, we just, we just, we just know, we just know that in a season where the Mets made a hundred, won a hundred one game, had a hundred one wins, and now are are completely out of the playoff spot and had to trade away the two top pitchers on their team, they had to go and trade them away. That was Billy Epler. Billy Epler screwed. The fact that Darren Ruff almost made this roster from the get-go, that was Billy Epler. The fact that Dave, Daniel Vogelbach uh, has been on this team the entire season long, that's Billy Epler. The fact that Francisco Alvarez did not make the opening day roster but had to wait till Omar Narvaez got hurt, mm-hmm. that's Billy Epler. Like, 
that's 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 a lot of issues there. And David awesome. Stearns can come in yeah. and, and and sit here and 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 see what's going on and say, you know what, I just don't like how you handle things. Also, what Billy Epler did was repair a farm system that was brutalized before he got there. In two months, Gilbert, Clifford, Acuna, Hauk, Brandon Sprout, Marco Vargas, Justin Jarvis, Ronald Hernandez, Colton Crow, Landon Margot, Jeremy Rodriguez, and on and on, on and on. And again, all of those guys can turn out to be absolute crap because that's what baseball prospects are. Alvarez was ranked like 20th in the Mets farm line two years ago. Ellie De La Cruz wasn't even ranked in the Reds top 30. So no one knows crap when it comes to prospects, right? Everyone less, but Epler's job is to restock the farm system with the best available players. He did that. Epler did what his job was. All the Mets fans bitched and complained about no farm system and this, that, the other thing. They all bitched and complained about it. He fixed it. He, he, he got the talent back in the farm system. Either they will be good, they can be used in pieces to flip to get better players in. He did a... Epler doesn't get the credit he actually deserves. He, he should get. He deserves way more credit. Well, but it's funny because you're such a hypocrite. And you, you kind of buckled down a little bit and, and, and said that, you know, who knows about the prospects. But you, right. you always sit there and say prospects mean, prospects mean nothing. They don't, they don't mean anything right now. So really, it's great to see on paper, but until they perform, that's not really going to benefit us right now. We need actual players on the team. We can't, we, we don't need the Dan, Danny Mendix of the world. We don't need the Ortegas, like we said. We don't need the, um, our, or Ruiz or whatever to tell. We need legitimate players to be up here and play next year. And we don't have those right now. We don't. 